When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Celtic state of mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and I am joined by Laura Bradburn and Kevin McCluskey. 1888 CFC, you were quick off the mark this morning. No one got a watch action. You know, I don't wear a watch. It's not one of these things that I do. However, I've got to say, we always kick off the match day coverage 30 minutes before kickoff. So 11.30 on the nose. Um, here we go. I hope everybody that's getting involved today enjoys the uh, content enjoys the chat between Kevin, Laura and myself. I've noticed there's loads of new names, um, loads of new subscribers coming in. So welcome every single one of you to the comments field. You've got to subscribe to the channel on YouTube to comment. Hopefully that keeps out some of the trolls. It doesn't keep out all of the trolls. So give me a wee flag if indeed anybody is obviously uh, infiltrating the chat. Laura Bradburn, how are you feeling about today's game? The teams are out. I don't know if you can see, I've got a wee bit of a rash on my neck there. I think that's me coming out in hives because I am nervous today. I am. Uh, I, I don't like to admit that because I don't like to give them any kind of credit and I'm still not going to do that. I think it's more to do with our own situation. Um, and I think, you know, there's certain players looking at the lineup, which I know we'll go through, who are going to be targets for, for the opposition. They're going to be recognised weak links that... Um, that you would rather not have had in the team. But yeah, I think I think more so than any other game uh, in the last well, countless years uh, today has got me worried. Um, and that's even saying, I wasn't worried going into the game in May that we lost 3-0. That just mm. kind of... The season was essentially um, done at that point. We were, we were dominant and all that kind of stuff. So... It, as much as these things can not matter, that, that one didn't matter, but today matters, and that's what's got me worried. It matters in many ways. It matters in the traditional sense that it's a Glasgow derby. You always obviously want to win them, even when they are so-called meaningless fixtures like the one you referred to, Laura. It matters insofar as we haven't actually got started yet, I don't think, in full flow under Brendan Rodgers. And what better way to do it than today, away from home, with no... Celtic fans in the stadium. Um, and also, I think 
that it matters in so far as Brendan Rodgers, Kevin, comes back. Uh, there were a few people unhappy with that, as is their right. And as I said, he's not really got off to the best start, but uh, he's on a short leash. And I think we saw that against St. Johnston. He is on a short leash. He's not going to get away with uh, going three games without a win as a Celtic manager this time around. But I've seen a lot of kind of chat, and obviously James McKenzie was talking about it uh, on the, the news the other day, that a draw, actually, going into today's game, wouldn't be a bad result, Kev. I've gone every game wanting to win it, I've got to say that, but James's prediction was two each. We'll get your predictions at the end of this bulletin. Um, if we come out no further behind or no further forward to Rangers than we sit at this moment in time, I'd be okay with that when I look at the lineup. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I share Laura's nervousness going into this game and I'll pretty much echo everything you've just said previously about this. Um, it's going to be left into me because Kev's frozen, Laura. It's going to be left into me to be positive. Can you guys still hear me okay? The screen's just... You disappeared, you disappeared for a moment, Kev. Just... Just um, as you were saying Aye, that you're sitting there a wee bit here. jittery. So, you you were as jittery so as yeah, your screen. I'm a, I'm a bit, yeah. I'm a bit jittery. My Wi-Fi seems to be a bit jittery as well. <laughs> so I don't know. It's not a good sign, is it? Uh, but yeah, so to get back on that one, I, I share uh, Laura's kind of nervousness. I, I was thinking about this before and going back. The last game in May, I had the same feelings going into it as Laura did. You know, I wanted to win the game, but there was a bit of uh, almost me. Doesn't matter so much because the league was wrapped up. It was the manner of the defeat that hurt me in that game. Not even mm-hmm. so much that we actually lost that game. But this one's totally different. It's the first Glasgow derby of the season. It's the one where you put the marker down. Nothing's won after this game. But as I say, it puts a marker down. It's a statement game. And we just cannot afford to lose it. That's what it comes down to. So, yeah, if we can walk away from this game with a draw, excuse me, stay a point ahead of them coming into the game, I think that's a good result. Um, And it definitely benefits us more than it does them because, as we've said for long enough in these games, it's it's more of a must-win game for Rangers, I still think, than it is for us. Because they've still got a tide that they've got to turn. Um. I think we know that we'll get better as the season goes on because we're going to get Carter Vickers coming back. We're going to get Nat Phillips coming into the team, although I don't know why he's not playing today. We're going to have we're going to get a stronger team as the season goes on. Um, but we need we need to just not lose this game. Just get through it. Don't lose it. Go into the not the winter break, but go into the international break rather, and regroup and come back stronger at the end of that. You know, um, I was very interested to hear. Brennan Rogers being quite bullish. Now, I use the word bullish, Laura, because uh, there's bullish and then there's Colin Celtic's new signing, a, a bit of a Rangers reject, which was just typical of Michael Beale. But Brennan Rogers, I think it was quite bullish. He was talking about, I know how to win. And he does. He's lost one game against Rangers in his Celtic career. One game. Um, and that was, uh, that was his last derby, actually. Um, so he does know how to win, Laura. Um, he'll be hurting as much as us three in relation to the form because he's come back to try and put a, a few wrongs right, I think. Um, it was unfinished business. And he's coming back and he wants to obviously be successful. That's another word that he keeps going on about. He wants success. He also spoke about aggression. That's something I've not seen yet, Laura. And if we're going to see it, we need to see it today, don't we? 
Yeah, I'll pick you up on one thing there. I don't think Brendan Rodgers is hurting as much as us three. Um, that is, uh, it may be for his own for his own ego, but I don't think from a Celtic supporter's point of view he is. But that, that aside, I think he will um, he will see today as an opportunity to draw a line in the sand as to the kind of shaky start to the season. If he can get the team playing that he wants the way that he wants them to play, if he can make a game of this today and and come away with the victory, it's a chance for us all to say, right, we've had the bedding in period, we've had the we've had the the excuses of you know, players coming in and, and trying to fit a new system. This is our chance to have a springboard onto the rest of the season. Um to talk about a couple of things that Kevin said about Nat Phillips. I, I don't understand why he's not in either. The only thing I can think is he's maybe not match fit. But as far as I'm aware, Lewis Palma has been playing regularly or had a full preseason in Greece. Mm-hmm. And I actually think he would have been a better option going straight in from the start, if for no other reason than he'll offer something that not only will we not know anything about, really, but certainly Rangers and their camp will know very little about, regardless of how much they say about having rejected him. I, I, so I actually I posted a very nice picture the other night of one of the last people uh, that Rangers rejected <clears throat> before he came to us, and it was a picture of him scoring at Ibrox. So you never know. You never know what could happen as far as that's concerned. But yeah, I, I, I'm being I'm being blindly optimistic today and trying to ignore the evidence in front of us. I still obviously hoped against all hope that we win. But the but the lineup when you look at it, Turnbull, Abada, Maeda, Scales. Those those four in particular have done very little to warrant a place in the team today, and you would have thought there would have been some changes, not to all of them, but to at least some of them, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Hutton as a Celtic fan or Hutton because uh, obviously you've got uh, an ego the size of New York or, or two different things, but I'm sure he's Hutton. I'm sure he's Hutton. <laughs> I love Brendan Rodgers, right? Um, it was great to get the Anfield wrap on uh, on Friday. Uh, to speak about Nat Phillips, and yeah, I was looking at that. There was there was murmurings coming into the the game today that he, he might actually not be fit, uh, which is disappointing. You notice that Kobayashi's back on the bench. A water drops out completely. We're going to have a look at the squad actually. Uh, the starting eleven and the subs. Danny Boy is got a good feeling about today. The only cloud is zero fans, and of course the officials. Yeah, there's been quite a lot to talk about the officials in the last few days. Um, and I just think the the narrative around that is bizarre, and that they think that we need to throw an official story in in the lead up to this game. You know that the the mental gymnastics that you need to go through to think that you know it's a big setup and Stubbs is actually deliberately throwing in a grenade about officials is bizarre. I think we'll win the the game on the park underwater cabbage salesman. You still get the award for the best name on YouTube. Would love to share your confidence, Danny. But I'm nervous, and there's a couple of nervous contributors in here as well. What do you make, Kevin, of Brendan Rodgers' approach to this? Not only with the the personnel that he's decided will start the game, but his chat leading into it, talking about the fact he is a winner. He knows how to win these games. He's going to show the team how to win the game. I think Brendan Rodgers has got to talk up our chances of winning this game. And there's absolutely no point in your manager being defeatist going into it. It's all right for us to sit here. I in a pre-match and kind of voice our doubts about the game and what have you. But as a manager, you've got to always, in public at least, show that positive view. Um, I think he genuinely believes it as well because he's a man that believes in his own abilities. He's got to, to have gotten to where he's 
got to in his career. Um, and he's he's proven it before that he's gone to Ibrox and big games. He's got the results. The one that we always point back to is uh, the game Simunovic gets sent off and mm. he then brings on Odson Edward, completely changes the game down to 10 men and goes more attacking, more offensive and wins the game. So he's got he's got the ability to take a team and win a game with backs against the wall when you don't expect it. Yeah. The reality of it is for me, though, when I just look at that team and I just think there's a few too many weak links in there for me. And it's how does he get a tune out of them? You know, we've got guys that have got Ibrox and won before, so there's players you don't really need to do much work with. But somebody like a Liam Scales, who was shown up against St Johnston, you've got worries, you know, what's what's happened to him in the last week that gives you the confidence that he's going to go in there and have a solid game today, that he's not going to get out-muscled like Kobayashi did the last time we went there. And then that's your fallback player as well if it isn't working with scales. So, you know, from my point of view, there is a few doubts, there's a few worries, but yeah, Brendan's got to talk it up. And if we can keep them quiet, which is the big thing, and they always say that in these games, keep the opposition quiet for the first 15, 20 minutes, especially when it's a full house of Rangers fans. Mm-hmm. Keep them quiet and just kind of kill the game in the first 20 minutes as a, any sort of spectacle. The fans will turn. That's got to be our big hope as well, that their fans will turn because 50,000 fans screaming in your favour can be a great thing. 50,000 fans screaming against you as the home team could be a And that can be something that we need to take advantage of. Somebody like Abada, Kyogo can do it. I'd love to see Palmer come off the bench and do something. I'm disappointed he's not starting. Because like Laura says, I think he's got that unpredictability about him. You know, we don't know what he's going to do when he gets the ball just now. And we kind of need that. We've been a bit stale going forward recently. So, yeah, there's worries, there's fears, but do you know what? Come the end of it, I'm still going to think we can do it at some point. Yeah, and uh, it does look as though your head's been replaced by Danny DeVito. Mantis Toboggan MD <laughs> completely agrees. He completely agrees with you. It's about the same height. Um, if we make a good start or Rangers a bad start, that's that 50,000 home advantage can very quickly become a hindrance for them. That's exactly what you've just said, Kevin. And uh, obviously in a game like today, it's, it's small margins. It is margins like that. Um, let's have a look at the team then. Start at 11, Joe Hart and goals. Uh, Johnson, brilliant to get him back, coming in against St. Johnston. Looking like he's never been at this side, obviously. He played an hour that day. That was all planned. Lager Bielk, he's gone under the radar, isn't he? He's had two really good games, I think, uh, under his belt. And he's partnered with Scales. And I'm going to come into this as a first discussion point about the start of 11 with you, Laura, because I'm looking at Scales and I'm thinking, and I said this to James this morning, who's in the studio, what else could Ben Rogers do? I mean, he's signed a player who obviously, for whatever reason, is not available for selection today. Otherwise, I'm pretty sure he'd have been at least on the bench, right? So he's got two options here when you look at the bench. He's got Kobayashi and he's got Scales. Kobayashi's just back for injury. He certainly didn't fancy it at Ibrox last season. So in terms of the selection, Rogers has got to play Scales. I'm not happy with it. I'm not happy that we're in that situation, Laura. But he's got no other choice, has he? He's, he's got no other choice uh, in terms of actually being at the point of selecting the team, I agree. Um, but there's a, a, a multitude of things that have gone wrong to places in this position, and one of them being that uh, 
you know, obviously we've had the unfortunate injuries to both Welsh and Rocky and CCV. Like in an ideal world, we've we've got what looks like four solid, dependable options for for centre back, and usually, if if everything goes as it should go, you've only get one of them out of out of uh, contention because of injury or whatever. We're in the unfortunate position that three of them are out and therefore Scales is in. What yeah. I think is the problem with Scales um, for today is. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. He's been up against teams so far who've given him time on the ball, time to meander, time to dawdle, time to think about whether he wants to make a pass and then change his mind and p- pass it back to the keeper, pass it to Lagerbielka. He's not going to get that time today. And that's what worries me about him. I actually, I don't have a massive issue with skills and the calibre of player he is at left back. But being at centre-back is what changes him. Listen, we can't do anything about it, but I do I do worry that because of that kind of hesitance on the ball and the inability to decide what to do with it when he has it, uh, if I was Michael Beale, and uh, thank God I'm not, but if I was, um, I would be saying, get, get tight to him, close him down. If he's on the ball, harass him because he will panic and he will... He will do something that w- might allow them in. So, um, yeah, that's my only concern. But we just need to, as you say, I, I, with the squad sitting in front of him a couple of days ago, that was all he could do. And we'll just have to go with it and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. And another thing I, I think that is uh, interesting, something that, that's pretty pivotal to how we shape this particular starting eleven is the fact that Rangers aren't, really playing with wingers. And I think that, you know, we've got Johnson and, and Taylor there. Johnson just came back, looked like his normal self, as I was saying before. Taylor, all season, hasn't really looked like himself, although I thought he was getting back to something like the Greg Taylor of old against St. Johnston. I think what you do there is you revert back to the inverted fullbacks. And and um, for spells, certainly the St. Johnston game, I think we did that. And that was maybe in advance of this game coming up. They, as I say, are not playing out and out wingers. And I think that we need to just bring our, our left and right backs into that kind of midfield area to try and, you know, outmuscle them and outnumber them and win the midfield battle. Uh, the, McGregor other thing, the, the, the other thing I wanted to say about the defensive thing is, and it's to pick up on, uh, on what Kevin said about Nat Phillips, I don't understand why he's not in the squad. It might be a lack of fitness. It might be, we, we don't know. But what is the point in going out on deadline day and saying I need an emergency centre back because what I have is not good enough right now. And then saying in the biggest game of our season so far, 
we're not going to put him in. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not a football manager. I'm not a football coach. I don't know the dangers or the or the the bad points of of throwing a guy in. But at the end of the day, he's a professional footballer who's played for Liverpool. I can't imagine that this level is too daunting for him or too challenging for him. If he's going to be playing at centre back, surely that that's something they should be able to cope with. And I'm not blaming the player himself. It will not have been his decision, but I just don't understand why you would be at such pains to get a guy in, get a guy in, and then not put him in when you've got such a massive game. If this was, with all due respect, most other teams in the league, you might have an argument, but it's the biggest game of the season so far. And I think we should have been trying to say, put him in if we think he's going to be of use to us. If there's any way he was fit for this game, Laura, I totally agree with you. Um, I just think it was an emergency. And when we spoke to John Gibbons on Friday from the Anfield Rap, he was saying that's the type of games he's been thrown in for for Liverpool. I don't mean against Rangers, obviously, but in an emergency scenario, um, when Liverpool have really needed a centre-half, they've thrown him in. He's played some really big games, played in the Champions League, um, under these kinds of circumstances. So, yeah, I'm surprised to see him. And, and you know what? I, I don't want to just make this about skills being like not good enough for Celtic because he's just got to step up today. He really just has to step up. And these are the types of games often, Kevin McCluskey, where a player can become overnight a, a kind of hero. He can really, you know, make an impression today. I don't think so far Rangers, in terms of their strikers, have been firing on all cylinders this season. I mean, they, they've obviously spent, they got, say, something like 10 or 12 million quid on kind of offensive players. But when you look at their side today, you know, Ruth is still the guy that stands out. And he's been there for a few years, he just can't stay fit. So I think that, uh, you know, there, there's one thing about that lineup that Rangers have got. Um, Ruth, for me, is still the danger man. Uh, they've obviously lost some of what they would have regarded as being their star players over the summer. And they've brought in quite a few players. Some of them have not um, set the header alight so far. So I, I just think skills, it's one of the games where I thought, again, with the ball at his feet, as uh, uh, Laura was saying, meandering up the park, the ball-carrying kind of skills, of Liam's skills, it looked pretty comfortable. But when he was asked to defend against St. Johnson on two occasions, Kev, he wasn't able to do it. So I, I just think that the focus has to be on him doing the simple things in this game. Um, but obviously we need to we need, need to ensure he's, he's got the kind of cover in front of him, if you know what I'm saying, in terms of the midfield. How do you think that midfield is looking? Because McGregor, O'Reilly and Turnbull um, is something we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks. I think O'Reilly has started off as our best midfielder so far. Turnbull's been in and out of the side. Um, I think he deserved his start against Ross County. But, you know, similarly, after his performance against Aberdeen, he deserved to drop out. I mean, I, I think all eyes are on Turnbull and Scales on this game, Kev, because, um, you know, this is going to be a, a high-tempo match. I think Turnbull likes time on the ball. I think he's a type of player that would, would absolutely shine in Serie A, for example, like some of the other uh, Scottish contemporaries that have gone over there. I'm not sure this is the game for him. Um, and these are the two, for me, the two positions that I've I've got a concern about. Um, I would agree with that. Um, I've got a concern over Greg Taylor at the moment as well, just because of his form. But yeah, Scales and Turnbull are probably the two that you've got the biggest concerns about. Probably like, my last word on Phillips with him being an emergency loan signing is if you're bringing in an emergency player for your next game, prerequisite, he's fit enough to play in the next game. He should be in the team. 
either that or we don't sign him and we go after someone else. You know, the whole point of bringing an emergency player in for this game is that he can play. But um, yeah, so Scales, Scales is a pretty decent cinch Premiership level centre back, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's a good enough centre back for us. I've got major concerns over him just being able to do the basics in defence. As you say, ball at his feet, carrying it forward, he's pretty decent, his distribution's good. He can do, he does, ah, okay, so I've got concerns over the basics, he can do the basics okay, but he can't do them to a high enough standard for me. And if you're getting caught out against St Johnston, with no disrespect to them, but bottom of the table hadn't scored a goal in three games, then when you step up to play in this kind of game, in this atmosphere, he needs to be mentally switched on more than anything for this game. His concentration levels have got to be mm-hmm. just at 100% for the whole game. If he can do that, then, and just focus on getting the basics, just get the ball, clear it forward if that's all he has to do, don't try anything fancy, then he'll be all right. Because I think you make a good point, and we haven't spoken about the Rangers team yet, but you make a good point with them. Right? I think they're fairly strong in midfield, actually. I think Raskin and Jack will give a physical challenge to the Celtic midfield. So I've got a concern that we might lose that battle, um, which is why we might see O'Reilly drop back and play a double six with McGregor, I think, just to give us a wee bit more kind of athleticism and another defensive body in there. I don't want to say this out loud because I know it's going to come back and haunt me, but the front three aren't great. And that's something that we haven't focused on. We've focused all, a lot on where we're not great, and that's obviously going to bring the mood down. I don't think their front three are all that. Matondo's got a lot of pace. don't think he's got an end product. And I know I've just set myself up to be a gif or a meme or something like that. But Give them a wave, he, if you are. Aye. <laughs> so, uh, I, he's, I mean, he's got the pace. Rook's a decent finisher. Dessers I haven't really seen much of to comment on, but from the first three, four games of the season from them, they haven't really uh, started on fire either. So potentially, you know, we're looking at us and we're getting down because we know our team so well. Maybe look at them and go, is the threat from them as big as we think it is? And if you want to flip that, Abada, Kyogo, Maeda... Mm -hmm far better front three than they've got. So if they can get the service this time, which they didn't get the last time we went to Ibrox, if we can get service to the front three, we can create chances and Kyogo's the best centre forward in the league. So give him a couple of chances and he'll put at least one of them away. Listen, Kev, it's a great point because we, we are concerned about uh, what's happening in our starting lineup with William Scales. Um, but, you know, I just look at John Souter in the Rangers' defence, and I think if I'm a manager and I'm looking at that team, I'm looking at him as one of the um, weak, weak kind of areas in the defence, as is Sterling, you know, because he's not playing his, his preferred position. Tavernier. You're looking at, you're looking at, at a right back playing at left back. At left back, you're exactly. He's not uh, any great shape. Yeah. You've got Tavernier uh, who pushes on and leaves so much space in behind, and Connor Goldson's great for an own goal. So. <laughs> James Tavernier, right? The, the big thing. Yeah, if you, you can create chances. If you speak to a Rangers fan and you ask them about him, they'll talk about his goal record, right? Because it is. It's unbelievable to score 100 goals for right back. I know that 99 of them are penalties. penalties. Last season alone. I know. 
But that's what they'll point out. They won't point out his defensive qualities, will they? And this, this is what I'm getting at. So you've got a right-back who defensively it can be suspect. You've got a, a left-back who is a right-back. And you've got a centre-half in John Souter that if he makes a mistake, Celtic will score a goal. So, yeah, you can you can definitely focus it. We don't tend to focus on the opposition team as much in these pre-match games, Kev. We're always looking at our own concerns, you know, in the Celtic side. But it's a great point you make. Uh, they've got their issues, I think what you're saying is they've got their issues. But yeah, the Nat Phillips thing's quite frustrating. I was looking forward to seeing him, Laura, after speaking to John Gibbons. Um, we'll have a wee chat about the top three as well, because there's loads of people go- going on about, you know, throwing in um, a-, a new signing for today's game. Rogers has uh, gone against that. Palmer could have been thrown in, because as you say, he's been playing and he's been creating and scoring goals every time he's plays this season. I think Yang on that bench is the one that's maybe going to be feeling a wee bit hard done by because he's looked really creative. Kobayashi's thrown in there simply for cover because he's not not a player who's really impressed at centre-half so far. It's great to see O back in there. I think that Brennan Rodgers likes, likes home, but I'm going to bring up Stevie's comment here. What has Awata done to upset Brendan? I'd, I'd have Awata in the start of loving Laura, especially if you've got a concern about your centre-half. I'd put Awata right in front of the centre-halves. He'd be one of my number sixes. Yeah, I think... Um, I, I, I I don't know what, what Awata's done because he played, I think it was right back for most of the pre-season, if not all the pre-season games, and then he's kind of dropped out. Whether there's a fitness issue that we're just not being made aware of or not, I don't know whether he's... I don't know, made a comment about Brendan's teeth or something. I'm not sure, but uh, it's just one of these strange situations that as Celtic supporters were left to speculate on because we don't um, because we don't have any further information than that. Um, so that's a strange one. Looking at the, the front line, like you say, um, Maeda hasn't had a great start to the season, but if there's one player in the entire league that hates playing against him, it's James Tavernier. Yep. Um, he will run him riot. He will give him a tough time if we can get the ball out to him. And as far as Maeda's concerned, the only thing he really needs to do is just keep the heat, to use a classical phrase. Just calm it down and, you know, concentrate on doing the basic, simple things right. Abado on the other side, um, as, as Kevin said, you know, they're playing a, a right back at left back today. So. Maybe there's an opportunity for him to to make something of that. But as we know, a bit of bad eye likes to cut inside. So who knows if that will play to, to Sterling's advantage. But it's it's it when you look through their team and you start to pick out wee areas that they could be a weakness, it doesn't maybe seem as daunting a task as, as maybe first feared, but you just can't ignore the evidence that we've seen. Another player that I just think needs to step up today more than he has done is the man in that picture, Callum McGregor. He's the he's the engine for the entire team. He has been for years and years and years and the engine's stalled at the, the start of this season. That needs to be firing on all cylinders um, and we need to make sure that if he's playing well, we will play well, and hopefully that's what happens today. Yeah, just as the Celtic that, that team takes to the field. Yep. Yeah. So see that last comment there is exactly why I would have went with somebody like Iwata in the midfield as well and take Turnbull out. I, I know he's never going to play Iwata in this game because he hasn't shown any trust in him for whatever reason so far this season. But if you cast your mind back to the game in April at Celtic mm. Park when we won 3-2, we were losing the midfield and then Iwata comes on alongside McGregor. 
completely shores it up and we see the game through and we win it. Yeah. I don't think he's ever let us down the centre of the midfield. So you have him there. He is a physical player. He doesn't necessarily look it, but he is and he can mix it. And if you've got him alongside McGregor and then O'Reilly to give the athleticism, I think that's a far stronger midfield. But yeah, for whatever reason, the water's been cast aside, which is a shame. But, you know, the midfield that's out is the one that's got to win it for us. So for now, we've got to trust them. Got to step up. Yeah, absolutely. We've got a 2-1 prediction from Boost 79. Hail, hail. Come on, you boys in green. I'm going to go for 2-0, Laura Bradburn. What's your prediction? I'm uh, going to keep it positive. I'm going to say 2-1. 2-1 Celtic, Kev. I'm going to go. It's a draw. 1-1. One each, says Kev McCluskey. James, James McKenzie that, is going for two each. It's an improvement from where I was about half an hour ago. So, you know, we're moving so in the right we, direction. We've actually got you feeling a wee bit more positive, Kev. I like to hear that. 1,200 strong on the live stream. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved in the chat. It's been absolutely brilliant so far this morning. Let's hope, for, hope that that continues into the game, which is just about to kick off. Thank you all for getting involved. Thank you to Laura Bradburn and Kev McCluskey for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Network.